0: Amen. Our Father, the creator and maker of every good and perfect gift, we thank you once again for allowing us to gather together in this place. Now I pray that as we go forth with your word, that you would bless us. I pray that you would think with my mind, speak with my tongue, the things that you have for us today. I pray that every mind, every eye, every ear, every heart would be open to receive your word applied to our lives, that we might have and we that we may have a closer walk with. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your word. Do not let your word fall void. Do not let your word fall empty. But pray, we pray, Father, that your word would manifest itself in our lives. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We ask this in the name of of the only name that matters, that is the name of Jesus, we do ask and pray. And the people of God said, Amen. 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 Exodus, the 12th chapter, verses 1 through 14. May I ask you to please stand? I'm going to read this from the King James Version. Exodus chapter 12. I'm going to start reading at verse number 1 and I'm going to conclude at verse number 14. Please bear with me today for the lengthiness of the reading of God's word. When you have it, say amen. amen. If you need more time, say please wait up Pastor Scott. All right, this is the word of God. And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be unto you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. Speaking unto all the congregation of Israel, saying, In the tenth day of this month, They shall take to them every man a lamb, according to the house of their fathers, a lamb for an house. And if the household be too little for the lamb, let him and his neighbor next unto his house take it according to the number of the souls. Every man according to his eating shall make your account for the lamb. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male of the first year. Ye shall take it out from the sheep or from the goats, and ye shall keep it up until the fourteenth day of the same month. And the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it in the evening. And they shall take the take of the blood and strike it on the two-side posts and on the upper door post of the houses wherein they shall eat it. And they shall eat the flesh in that night, roast with fire and unleavened bread and with bitter herbs, shall they eat it eat not of it raw nor sodden at all with water but roast with fire his head with his legs and with the pertinence thereof and ye shall let nothing of it remain until the morning and that which remaineth of it until the morning ye shall burn with fire. And thus shall ye eat it with your loins girded, your shoes on your feet, your staff in your hand. And ye shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. For I will pass through the land of Egypt this night and will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast. And against all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. And the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where ye are. And when I see the blood, say when I see the blood. When I see the blood, I will pass over you, hallelujah, And the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you When I smite the land of Egypt And this day shall be unto you for a memorial And ye shall keep it a feast to the Lord throughout your generations Ye shall keep it a feast by an ordinance forever this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks. Thanks be to God. may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. If you would allow me just to go back verse number 13. And the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where ye are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. I want to talk today from the subject, the disposition and duty of a delivery. It's about how to rescue people who are lost. You need to remind us, ladies and gentlemen, that we all were not born saved. Come on and stay with me this morning. And even if we were born in a house in a Christian home where where we were watch this, we were not we were not asked to go to church. Some of us were told we had to go to church. Amen. Alright. Uh, it was no ifs, ands, or buts. You could stay out as late as you wanted to on Saturday night. Amen. But come Sunday. Papa Scott, God rest his soul. said to us, at nine o'clock, I'm walking out the door. And at that time, because we lived so close, we didn't walk, we didn't drive, he didn't drive the car to the church. We walked right around the corner Ladies and gentlemen, as I said, my message today is geared on how to rescue people who are lost. There are a lot of people that come through the doors of the church throughout the year with the hope that the body of Christ will improve
1: They're witness
0: Christ. Those that are Christian, those that are Christians who are seasoned Christians should know how to witness. They should know how to share the gospel. They should know how to evangelize their neighborhoods. And even though there are those that know how to do those things. Unfortunately, my brothers and sisters, there are still many people who reject the influence of Christians. There are many who still reject the proclamation of the gospel. The problem in many cases is not our lack of spiritual tools. So you might ask, well, Pastor Scott, what is the problem? Why is it that we're not bringing more people to the church? Why can't we bring more of the unsaved to Jesus Christ? Why can't the church be the catalyst to deliver the unsaved from their sin bondage? My brothers and sisters, there is really a very simple answer to this. And that answer is the unsaved don't know they need deliverance, Amen. and and if I could just stick this in, there are some people who come to church every Sunday and have and, this, and have not yet been delivered. Amen. Amen. And we've been in some of us been some people have been in the church a long time and don't even know that they need deliverance. We need to think about that for a minute, ladies and gentlemen. We've got no chains holding us. We've got no chains holding them. There are no bars to restrict movement. There's no curfew to curtail travel. And yet our challenge is to convince mankind that they need deliverance, they need rescue, they need liberation, and they need freedom. The question is, how do we convince somebody that he or she needs something that he or she believes he or she already has? We, have, we, we are living in the times in which we live. And we are going through the season that we are going through. Hear me. Because we need deliverance. Amen. Mankind needs deliverance. Amen. Mankind needs deliverance from his sin nature. That that because that and that nature causes mankind to go down paths where God cannot accompany him. Mankind needs deliverance from his own choice Mm -hmm. to separate himself from God. And it is our job as the ambassadors for God to teach the world about the judgment of God and lay out God's plan for redemption. That is very simply what... This Passover text tells us today, and that's what it's all about. It tells us, and it deals with, the judgment of God upon the unbelievers of this world, upon the evil oppressors and the ungodly and unrighteous of this world. It deals with the deliverance of God for all who believe in and diligently follow him. It deals with with the importance of the Passover, which was without question the most significant day in Israel's history. Take a look and check out with me the magnitude of what God was doing in the Passover. Excuse me. God first had a plan to save and deliver his people. God had a plan to judge the evil and brutal Egyptians while protecting his people. God had a plan to show every future believer the importance of the blood of the Passover lamb. God had a future plan for the forgiveness of sin, every sin that Jesus Christ would willingly take upon himself. God had a plan, my brothers and sisters, and it is our job to publish that plan to the world. So I think we need to take a closer look at this Passover plan. A plan that spelled out the essentials for Israel's redemption and the disposition and duty of God's deliverer. Three quick things, y'all. Three three, three things I I, I want to share with us. First, number one. I want us to look at the Lamb's
1: qualifications.
0: Okay. The lamb's qualifications. All right. The lamb or the goat had to be one year old or in its prime. It also had to be free from blemish or perfect. This was the law for all sacrifices made by the Israelites. And here is the reason for that. God is perfect. And therefore, anything offered to God as an atonement for sin had to be perfect in order to be acceptable to Him. This was the first of the annual animal sacrifices made by the Israelites every year following the first Passover. Each family was required to offer a sin sacrifice an atonement or apology for their sin nature. And that sacrifice had to be perfect. It was a demonstration of their obedience to God and their willingness to remain in covenant with God and his chosen people. Those who followed the plan and were obedient to the instructions were absolved of their sin. Now I imagine my brothers and sisters with sin, with, with 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 sin nature being what it is, there was a great temptation to slip a diseased lamb or two into the temple of sacrifice, for sacrifice. Some may have tried it, some might have even gotten away with it. The priests were human and could not catch every lamb that did not meet the qualifications a diseased ear here, a 2 old lamb there. The atonement plan was good, but it was flawed because it left man to choose his sacrifice. You see, men offered blemished lands. Men offered inadequate sacrifices. Men offered insufficient Sacrifices, or if I could just really make it plain, the lambs that the men were offering can sometimes be blemished, Uh the lambs that men sometimes can offer are inadequate, and the lambs that men sometimes offer can be insufficient. So, God had to improve on his plan for mankind's atonement. So, God decided. Choose the Lamb Himself. Praise be to God. Y'all, y'all, y'all with me? Come on. Y'all need y'all to stay. You need to be, be listening to what God is saying to us. God chose the Lamb Himself. He fashioned a New Testament land of His own nature, born from the foundation of the world, a land certifiably free from blemish and offered this lamb as a sin sacrifice while he was yet in his prime. That lamb, Jesus Christ, became the universal sacrifice for all sin. Now, all mankind has to do is choose God's lamb as his deliverer. Jesus' crucifixion once and for all, solved the problem of man's imperfect sacrifice. For he was a perfect lamb. Ladies and gentlemen, you need a perfect lamb to get you out of trouble. You know that guilty. Per- you know that a guilty person cannot help another guilty person.
1: <laughs>
0: you, you 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 know you cannot be a felony charge with an attorney whose rap sheet is longer than your rap sheet. You cannot kick a drug problem with a crap head as your advisor. You cannot kick a gambling habit hanging around with someone who knows every inch of the casino. uh uh-uh. You cannot get out of trouble with somebody who has more problems than you do. What you need, my brothers and sisters, is you need that perfect sacrifice. That perfect sacrifice for sin. That is only one person, and that is Jesus Christ. You see, Jesus is not hoping, is not hoping to become perfect. He is perfect. Jesus is not staying to become perfect, he is perfect. Jesus is not trying to become perfect. He is perfect. Jesus is not waiting to become perfect. He is perfect. Tell somebody, Jesus is perfect. That's why he qualifies as the Lamb. So, we see the disposition and duty of our deliverer first, you got to qualify. Amen. But here's the second thing. Here's point number two. I want us to take a look at the Lamb's sacrifice. As I continually read and study God's Word, I am intrigued. By the specificity, spe- specificity of God's directive. Yeah. God told Israel exactly what to do with the sacrifice. Yes, he did. Not only did the lamb have to be slaughtered. But it also had to be killed at a particular day and time of the month. The evening. Of the 14th day Of the first month But God did not stop there The lamb Had to be slaughtered Without being gutted And cleaned Uh Every part of the lamb Was to be burned On the altar of sacrifice And the blood Had to be sprinkled Over the doorpost The first thing that we notice Is that the lamb had to die it was not optional. Why, you might ask. Well, first it had to die because the penalty for sin is death. Yes, right. Y'all know that. The Bible tells us that. Uh, 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 uh. It, is all, it always has been and it always will be. The Bible tells us in Romans 3.23 that all have sinned. Right. Come short of the glory of God. The Bible tells us in the A-clause of Romans uh, 6.23 that the wages of sin is death. So the lamb had to die because the lamb had to pay for sin. And the only way it was going to pay for sin was it had to die. Secondly, the lamb had to die because under God's plan, there is only one way escape death and that was to offer a perfect sacrifice that will take all sin upon itself and pay the price for all sin which is with its death this sacrifice was temporary That, that 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 sacrifice in the Old Testament was temporary you need to tell yourself, thank God it was temporary. Yes. Lord, it was temporary. Yes, yes Lord. Because if we followed that identical plan for atonement today, the animal rights advocates would surely have locked us up. This plan was temporary because God had predestined yes. that the way of salvation would be through the blood of the cross. Yes, yes. I will say a prophesied in Isaiah 53. Uh, he said, he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. Testized of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. Then he skips down to the 7th verse and he says, he was brought as a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep before her shears is done. So he opened not his mouth. I think we need to take notice that the lamb had to die at a specific time of the year. The lamb had to die on the 14th day of the first month. Only God could choose the time of the sacrifice. Just as only God could choose the time of his permanent sacrifice, Jesus Christ. Amen. Galatians 4, verses 4 and 5 says, But when the fullness of time was come, yes, God, God sent forth his son, yes. made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. Lastly, I think we need to notice my brothers and sisters that the sacrifice land. Had to be completely consumed. Yes. And only its blood saved and sprinkled on the doorpost. My brothers and sisters, I'm here to tell you. Come on, you need to stay with me now. Come on, stay with me. The blood saves. Yes, it does. I, I, know, I know some of y'all are getting bored with me, but, but you need to stay with me. You need to hear what God is saying. All right, the Bible says the blood saves. Listen to what Leviticus declares. Leviticus declares, for the life of the flesh is in the blood. And I have given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement for your souls. For it is, my brothers and sisters, the blood that maketh an atonement for the soul. You can find that in Leviticus 17 and 11. The law of substitutionary death symbolizes the substitution of one life for another. The lamb and its blood were offered as a substitution for the believer. The believer demonstrated his belief by obediently Putting the blood of the Lamb on the doorpost. It was a public profession. Well, we no longer have to sprinkle the blood as a substitution sacrifice for our sinful lives. Jesus tells us, this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. We do not have to sprinkle blood on the doorpost as a sign of our unbelief or our belief in Jesus Christ. Our act of obedience to God's plan of salvation is to repent and be baptized, and then to walk in the newness of life. Because Jesus is our sacrificial lamb. That's our public profession, my brothers and sisters. And only the blood We need, the only blood that we need is the blood of Jesus Christ. For you see, his blood is the precious ointment that covers us. Without his shed blood, we have no joy. Without his shed blood, we have mm, no peace. Without his shed blood, we have no salvation. Without His shed blood, we have no resting place. Without His said blood, we have no reason to sing praises. And without His shed blood, we have no reason to lift holy hands. Thanks be to God for the blood. Because He is the blood that saves us. And then finally, my brothers and sisters, that we look at the disposition and duty of our deliverer. My third and final point is that not only do we need to look at uh, the Lamb's qualifications, and not only should we look at the Lamb's sacrifice, but I think lastly, we need to look at the Lamb's purpose. Uh, what was the purpose of the Passover lamb? Uh, remember that the firstborn of every living thing would be slain by the death angel that very night. The lamb was a substitute for the Israel, Israelites' firstborn. God had a plan Ooh that night to strike a mighty blow that night God would kill the firstborn of every animal and as a blow to the Egyptian worship of animal gods God would strike a blow unleashing the justice of the devil to kill the firstborn child Uh, A very Egyptian family to show his disdain for their sinful lives. I need you to remember that God uh, did not kill them. Uh, I want you to know that sin killed them. For the wages of sin is death. Uh, uh, Those of us that are theologians love to. Uh, complicate the purpose of the Lamb for the propitiation of sin that the sinner might be sanctified and justified but here it is in the plainest of language I'm here to tell you that sin has consequences death is his reward Jesus forgives sin and Jesus gives life that is, He gives eternal life. I believe the Bible tells us in Romans 5, 8 and 9. The Bible says that God commended His love toward us. In the while we were yet sinners, so He died for us.
1: Much more than Him, now justified by His blood. We shall be saved from wrath.
0: Through him. This is my brothers and sisters, the disposition of a true deliverer. Free of blemish. No mark on his reputation. No error in his advance, no error in his advice, no failure in his deeds, and no mistake in his mission. This is the disposition of our deliverance. There's no deceit in his lips. No greed in his spirit, uh, no doubt in his devotion, no weakness in his will. uh, This is the the disposition uh, of our deliverer, uh, unsurpassable in peace, uh, undeniable in faithfulness, unmatchable in greatness, unimaginable in goodness. uh, This is the disposition uh, of our deliverer. uh,
1: Difficulties could not restrain him. Uh, Troubles could not panic uh, him. Enemies could not
0: shelter
1: him. Uh, And
0: death could not hold him. Uh, This is uh, the disposition uh, and the duty of our deliverer. Uh, He is uh, a perfect sacrifice. It's so special that one drop will change your
1: life. It will change your energy. It will change your situation. It will change your heart. It is a fountain that never runs dry. I believe a songwriter said, There is a fountain that's filled with blood.